Welcome back. I'm visiting here today with Randall Morgan of Morgan Star Media. Welcome to today's show. Thank you, Alan. So for the listeners, you've done a lot of very uh, notable work over the years with your uh, your media business. And, uh, you know, among them, you did a project with Jane Goodall. Mm-hmm. You want me to pant hoot? Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's go, blow your audio. Let's go through the, yeah. <laughs> so let's go. How, how did that happen? How did that oh, happen? Oh, you know, it's uh, serendipitous. Um, I'm a graduate student at Stanford. Uh, just finished uh, my uh, degree in documentary film, uh, master's in documentary film. In walks Jane Goodall one day uh, with um, Sent and uh, her husband, Hugo von Lawick, and says, we're going to make uh, chimp films. And so somehow I talked them into hiring me as the assistant. Uh, two weeks later, Hugo, who is the man who shot this marvelous, marvelous footage, nothing like it in, in the animal uh, film world, uh, says, well, Randall, he said, I'm off to Hollywood. You'll have to take over the project. He disappears. So for the next, I can't remember how many years, three, four, maybe five years, Jane and I uh, worked together, and we did, I can't even remember, five, six, seven films. We edited at Stanford. We would meet at Stanford uh, for um, one quarter a year. She'd go back to Tanzania. Then we'd meet in Gum, or in, uh, in Bournemouth, England, where she lived in this fascinating, decaying uh, Victorian mansion. We'd go to, we spent a lot of time at National Geographic, which was sponsoring this whole thing. Um, Caltech, and uh, we would, this was before the internet, so we would spend a lot of time uh, uh, on the phone, and uh, we put together these films for National Geographic. It was fun. So uh, so out of that, the, the, the Morgan Star Media has gone on to do many other documentary films. Oh, yes, yeah. And so as, you, as you've gone through the years and, and reflect back at the, your journey here, what are some of the notable films in, in, that, that you've shot in addition to the National Geographic Jane Goodall? Oh, good question. Um, our films always have a point. We uh, seek out films that we feel that we're sort of uniquely capable of doing. And um, I think, thinking back on it, it's the biographies probably that stand out the most. We learn the most. We make uh, biographies um, that kind of, I guess you'd say, sort of reveal the vision of the individual or the family. Uh, Someone may be passed on or they may be right there on camera with us. I guess that's probably the ones that really stick out. We've also done some really interesting um, films, um, did a couple films in Haiti interesting Philippines interesting Ecuador those are fun uh, because of where they are but also the the content is good so uh, traveling around the world I guess you uh, you've seen quite a few places but uh, uh, going into another country that must be uh, requiring some level of adjustment with the, the equipment the climate the the, the, the culture yeah it's you know just just all of the the difficulties with travel plus plus that, plus personnel. In Haiti, for instance, you have to work with a bodyguard. So we always have to have a bodyguard with us, and we just can't go out on the street and shoot because um, um, kidnapping is kind of an industry in Haiti. So that was uh, sort of a restriction there. 
Uh, Philippines, totally the opposite. People are so welcoming and nice and sure, happy to talk to you. No problems at all. Uh, other problems, sometimes there's problems with customs, but it's not as difficult as it, you might think on our scale because we're a small scale operation. Now, it's mainly uh, you and your wife, and then you bring in people to help put the films yeah, together? Yeah, we bring in freelancers when we need them, when we need an extra camera, extra sound. Uh, and um, on some of the adventures, we've been able to take uh, some of our own children who grew up in this business, none of whom followed it, by the way, but uh, who are still skilled at it. It's interesting. Uh, how many kids do you have? We have seven. Seven oh my children. my gosh. Yeah. And grandkids? You know, I always get the number wrong. I think we're up to 20. Yeah, I think we're up to 20. Well, that makes life life a lot of fun. It does. Yes, it does. Yeah, really. I mean, that's what life is really all about. It's Mm -hmm. the children, the grandchildren. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Randall, I'm I'm coming up against a break. Uh, But when I get back, I want to move into the essence of how a a film documentary is is laid out and made and, and, uh, you know, defining audiences. And I, I think this is fascinating that you're here today, and I look forward to hearing more on film documentary. Good, happy to do that. We'll be right back after these messages. Grandpa, can we do chemistry? Papa, Daddy. Grandpa, let's do something fun. We'll help you stay organized so you can focus on what really matters in life. Give us a call a day and see how we can help you start saving taxes. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm visiting here today with Randall Morgan, Morgan Star Media. And um, first segment, we talked about your, your start in the film industry after getting a master's in documentary or filmmaking from Stanford. You, uh, you uh, worked on a project with Jane Goodall, first as an assistant and then as a lead for putting these documentaries together for National Geographic. Um, I would like to fast forward, though, to today. With all these years of experience of putting documentaries together, what is your process of when you're defining a documentary and how do you lay this out? You know, Alan, it begins usually with an image, oddly enough, an idea and an image. Uh, We often conceive of it as... um, Maybe the, maybe the first image that you're going to see in the film or the last. Here's an example. We're working right now on a documentary about the Nez Perce Indians losing their language and trying to bring it back. It starts with an image of a snowy battlefield in northern Montana, Bear Paw Battlefield, 16 miles from a tiny town out in the middle of the Montana uh, Bear Paw Mountains. And for some reason, that image sort of stuck in our minds. And right now, just yesterday, I've been writing the narration for the opening of that film based on that image. The film's going to begin with that, and it's going to end with that. Sometimes it starts with an idea like, um, let me think of one. Okay, uh, an idea, an abstract idea. Uh, We uh, Farmers are using too much water uh, and causing too much erosion on you know, certain soils. You'd say, well, that's really boring. Uh, it's not boring. <laughs> it's critical because the idea is 
that only the top six, eight inches of soil is productive. That's what produces all of our food. You take that soil away by erosion, you've taken away food production. Big, big universal problem around the world. Starts with that idea and then we try to build an image into that and develop it from there. When documentaries are started, um, normally there's some sponsorship involved. And how do they how do they usually evolve out of you? People contacting you, they have a concept, they have an idea, and say, Randall, I'd like you to give this image or direction there. What, what's the process? In there? our 40-plus-year career, that's happened twice. Okay. The other ones, we've gone to them, and we've said, you're sitting on an incredible story here that people need to see. Tell us about it. Let us do it. Give us the money to do it. And this developed from that. And, uh, and and what what should the expectation be with the process of laying out a film documentary? Oh, it all depends. It's just like building a house. Okay. How many bathrooms? How big's the garage? You know that. So it depends on how long it is, how complex it is, who do you have to talk to? When's when is it going to have to be on? Where? What is the distribution? I mean, it's 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 different for for uh, each project. Now, oftentimes people turn on the the public television station. They'll see. Hey, there's a documentary here. Uh, are those screened in advance? Now, if you're trying to do something for PBS, do you need to first start with the need for PBS to show something, or work backwards, or how? Do you, or do you make it and then promote it? Uh, no, no. You you know you uh, the, as we say in the business, never front your own. Yeah, what you do, it's all done by writing. All films are written first. So before a camera ever is, uh, comes out of a case, there has been a huge paper trail. So it begins with a concept, begins then with a treatment, which is a script as you, uh, uh, for a documentary. But it's all written, involves complex uh, negotiations with the sponsors to see that the proper budget would be there, timing, scheduling. It's a rather lengthy process. Randall, I need to take a quick break. Uh, we're running up against the time here, but... When we get back, I want to then roll out in into greater detail on the layout of a documentary from start to finish. And we'll be right back after Looking these messages. Grandpa, we found the golden stone. We have to watch out for the treasure guardian. Oh no, the treasure guardian! Since you can't take your wealth with you, spend time with your family. Groco, servicing family office needs since 1964. Welcome back. I'm visiting here today with Randall Morgan of Morgan Star Media. And uh, the last segment, we, we were talking about uh, putting together film documentaries and the process that it, it takes. Now, I was, I was enamored by uh, you doing a documentary down in Haiti and followed with the comment that, and in Haiti, we have to have bodyguards. So when you're laying something out in a country which requires knowing your environment like that, um, tell me, how did you get into that, first of all? Why did you get into I it? I got into it from a good friend okay. who adopted five children from an orphanage in Haiti. Children, beautiful children. And we got interested in that. We said, how can we help this orphanage? What can we do? Well, the only thing we can do is make movies. I just happened to run into someone who owned a cell phone, cell phone company in Haiti. 
and called them up and said, this is a great idea for a film. Why don't you give us the money to produce this? He said, fine, happy to do that. And a few weeks later, we ended up in Haiti. It was great. It was a, the Haitian people are wonderful. Uh, the orphanage that uh, takes in abandoned children, uh, abandoned and, uh, and orphaned children. Uh, wonderful people doing a marvelous, marvelous job. We ended up making two films there, one before the earthquake of 2010 and one after the earthquake of 2010. And it was uh, quite an incredible experience for us. Films raised a lot of money for the orphanage. It was a very productive project all the way around. And and uh, and so moving on from Haiti now, you recently uh, served a mission in the Philippines, mm -hmm. and you also got into do some filming in Southeast Asia. Can you give some of your experience? How did that evolve in that was project? Um, that was interesting. Also, we served my wife and I together served a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints in the Philippines, in northern Luzon, in a small farming village. Beautiful place, wonderful, wonderful people. We thought one of the great things about serving this mission is we don't have to make films. So we've got some vacation from our business, and we did, however, take a camera with us because we were planning to shoot a piece in Burma when the mission ended. But we had no intention of making a film in the Philippines. Well. It just so happened that a couple of situations developed that really needed films to be made for. One was trying to bring back uh, to the church members that had been, come, had been lost to the records. Uh, the other was for training new missionaries when they came. It was obvious that they needed a film to introduce new missionaries from all over the world uh, to, the, uh, to the wonderful Philippine people and what their work would be like. So we did those two films that were very useful. We're glad we took the camera. And then you ended up in Burma? We did not. That was canceled after all of that, which is often, I should mention, something happens all the time, too. A project will get canceled. So uh, th these documentaries that you put together, I imagine then looking back in those two films, what was what was the result of putting the documentaries together for the lost members and and, uh, you know, building that community. It was great. Uh, when the, uh, the head of the, uh, the Church of Latter-day Saint mission project in the Philippines saw that film, he said, this has got to go to all of the 22 missions, each one having over 200 missionaries in the Philippines. And that film was distributed, and it was able to instruct the local um, congregations, how to find those members that were lost. So it was extremely successful. Uh, the uh, other one in training the missionaries is still being used. Uh, and um, so we've, we felt really good about those. Now, I want to touch briefly on, you also do autobiographies or bi uh, biographies? Biographies, yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we do. This is really what we enjoy most and I think what we're best at. We uh, do the story of a family or the story of an individual, story of an enterprise. Uh, it's fascinating. It's taken us all over the country. Uh, we do an in-depth story that, in a sense, ends up revealing, I think, to our clients the vision that they may not have actually seen themselves of what they've been doing in their lives. Fascinating work. Everyone's got a great story. 
You've got a great story. We could make one about you. <laughs> well, we'll see. When, 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 you, when those biographies are completed, how are they typically used? That's interesting. It's, it's changed over time. Uh, we used to distribute them on DVDs to the family. Uh, and we still do. Well, that's the secondary because uh, we produce not only the biography itself, the video itself, but several what we call sidebar videos of, uh, of uh, uh, issues and um, uh, circumstances in the family that they, that they want to highlight specifically. But now people are putting them on their website. And we, uh, we offer to create a website for them and uh, they distribute them around the world. Families are, are often spread around the world. So they're distributed both on DVD and on website. When, um, when those take place, how long does it usually take a biography to be completed? Uh, how long does it take to build a house? It all depends. Uh, it depends on how many people we have to interview. We worked on one project for 10 years. We made seven uh, hour and 90 minute biographies on the one family for 10 years. Others take us three months. So it just depends on how extensive uh, the project is. Randall, when everything is said and done and you're moving through looking back at life, what are some of the messages that you hope to uh, leave to those people who you've interacted with? Family. Uh, that, just, that just always is the key. It's family. And people that we've interviewed, no matter where, their hearts lie with their family. And that's the, uh, that's the thing that really touches Well, two things. Family and how all of us, whatever our station in life, are in this uh, interesting life experience together. Whether we are wealthy, it's many, many of our clients are extremely affluent, whether we're filming uh, on the street in West Oakland with the homeless, uh, whether we're with the uh, fire victims in uh, Chico, Paradise, California, um, everybody uh, is uh, we're, we're all in this life facing these challenges together. And it's the heart of that that what gives us the strength, uh, we believe, we see, is our families. I've been visiting here today with Randall Morgan and Morgan Star Media. And Randall, thanks for being on today's show. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.